This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with Cheryl Trent and Bill Kanda on the ongoing Custer County Strategic Plan, already underway. Bill has a long history in the Valley and is a current county commissioner. Cheryl first discovered the Valley as a participant of Ride the Rockies and is a consultant from uh, Fort Collins who is facilitating the process. Folks, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks. I recently visited with uh, Cheryl on this show. It's been about a month. And we talked about the process, the timing, and the objectives of the county's strategic plan. Today, we're going to get into more details. On uh, January 24th, there was a meeting at Tony's to gather input on the strategic plan. I would guess there were about 50 people there, which is a strong turnout. In attendance were the three commissioners, as well as the mayors of Silvercliff and Westcliff. Cheryl, what was your reaction to that meeting? First, I agree. I thought it was a wonderful turnout, and I particularly appreciated that everybody participated fully. And I think that in meetings like that, it can be a little bit messy and a little bit chaotic. And I appreciate everyone's patience because at the end of the day, I think we resulted in some really great priorities and some really strong values. Bill, how did the meeting hit you uh, in terms of the input or the the thoughts that came out. Exactly. Uh, Cheryl's right on the button. As a matter of fact, I was really pleased with the support we got and the enthusiasm from all all different sectors of the businesses, the community uh, as well up here. And there were it was a pretty good mix of the community, I thought. <laughs> Excellent mix. So now the following day, you had a parallel meeting in Wetmore. Can you compare and contrast the reactions or the issues of the two meetings? Did the Wetmoreans uh, have different thoughts? The, uh, here, here's a good way to look at it. It was identical to this one up here. There was enthusiasm on a smaller scale. And uh, Cheryl did a great job of uh, duplicating exactly the process, went through exactly everything we did in the, in the first meeting, and came up with some good ideas from Wetmore's point of view because they are on what we look at as the uh, eastern slope of Custer County and, uh, and have different uh, kinds of uh, things that we can consider, and we'll get into those tonight. I hope. Uh, I, I think that's. I think that's true. Cheryl, how was? How did Wetmore hit you? Did they have different issues or different focuses? That's a great question, and they had some very similar concerns countywide, and then some that I think were very unique to Wetmore. Although they wouldn't be unique, for example, to Westcliff or Silvercliff, and that typically is business. And how can we keep the businesses we have and help them grow and prosper? Cheryl, you mentioned at the meeting that the final report might be 8 to 10 pages with quite a few attachments. You've been involved with these municipal strategic plans before. Can you give us an example of a few conclusions or recommendations that you've seen in other plans? Something just to give folks an idea about what might be part of this. Sure, what to expect. Um, In large counties, meaning this is a large county space-wise, not necessarily population-wise, but it covers a lot of ground with a wide diversity of both people and needs. So normally what I see is some very specific action steps that are taken by the community. And by that, I mean there are a lot of partners here. We have a great tourism group. We have a great ranching group. There's a large group of people who are interested in various things. And those are usually the people. And sometimes it surprises them to know that they will be responsible for actually doing some of this implementation, even though it's a Custer County plan. And that's a huge challenge on strategic plans. They go multiple years, 
uh, sometimes it's hard to keep the momentum up. I don't know, Bill, how, how do you see, how do you keep it on track from uh, month to month and then year to year? It's going to be easy. Uh, from my point of view, I've got a lot of experience, too, in my former careers with building strategic plans. Well, what Cheryl mentioned is it's not Cheryl coming up with her view of what Custer County is. It's Custer County coming up with their view, their vision, their mission, or their mission, mission statement, hopefully, uh, goal, uh, values. And the goals and objectives that are picked are going to be those that they develop as they go through this process that Cheryl facilitates, which uh, makes it they, the community, our people, my boss in this case, they own the strategic plan and they are responsible to execute it. So you asked how do we keep it up? The steps are uh, the county commissioners are committed to following up. This is not a plan that we're going to put in a filing cabinet and say, we did it. We got a plan and a vision, and it'll happen because we had the community talking about it. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to hold meetings to take a look at the goals and the objectives that we build and that we will build an implementation plan to go execute those, uh, those objectives. And we'll hold the county, we'll hold ourselves accountable to make sure that happens. You always need a, a column with who's responsible. There's also a column of who's on the team, right. uh, metrics, how do you know if you're successful, timelines, those, those sorts of things. Would you uh, revisit it, uh, say, quarterly at the commissioner's meetings or As something like minimum. that? As a minimum. We've okay. talked about it, hitting it every three months or so. And, and then yeah. we'll bring Cheryl down for some updates. And, and of course, just like in, in war, you go out to battle, you make a plan, it's only as good as the plan was made, and you start to execute it, and you react to the things that impact the plan, and it changes. And so we want to make sure we're on top of those. It can be a living document if it's done right. That's I right. know. Uh, Bill, uh, at the meeting, you said that when you're considering an economic development, you used the word prosperity. Can you uh, elaborate on that? I'm glad you brought that up, and I think Cheryl's got some good input on it, too, because... When you say economic development, that implies a condo, it implies a business that's uh, uh, make manufacturing something or developing things. Custer County has much more. We want that kind of, some development. We want to develop the prosperity of the county, and we want to util and take uh, an account and leverage our resources, natural resources, the parks, the oldest campground and one of the oldest campgrounds in the counties in San Isabel was yes, established mm -hmm. many, many years ago before there were other national parks that had them. So uh, we want to leverage that, our uh, agricultural industry, the mining perhaps, and of course our tourism. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, any thoughts on the, the term prosperity? Yes, I think um, often the word growth is also misunderstood yes. when it comes into economic development. And people think growth inherently means more people and more buildings and more traffic and more crime. And it, that's not necessarily what growth means. So I think what I've heard from my interviews and my conversations and the meetings is this issue of prosperity is tied to everyone benefiting in some way. You might not directly benefit, but there is going to be a subsidiary benefit from some of these prosperity concepts. Well, that I'm are glad going to you be brought developed. that up because it is growth. We need some growth, controlled growth, and we want to maintain our lifestyle. Why did you come here? Why did you move here, Gary? There's mm -hmm. reasons, and we want to maintain that that draw as well as be able to create something that will allow our kids to have something to come back to or inherit. 
Now, in strategic planning, it's useful to get feedback from the community, and you're doing this in several ways. You've had uh, a few meetings. You have a few more coming up. Uh, you also did some one-on-one -on -one interviews. You did a survey uh, in which you, I think at last count, you had 550 or so respondees. Uh, I've been involved with surveys before. In a county of 5,000, 10% uh, response rate on a survey is a home run in, in any... Thank you, in county, any, by the way. Thank you, community. We appreciate right. that. That really that's it right. was a now, great turnout. Now, that's closed right now. Is that right? It will close this evening at okay, midnight, so it, give or take. Okay, so it's not quite closed. So it's too early to uh, speculate about tr trends and thoughts on the survey? Actually, no. That is one of the things we were able to do. We had about 500 responses when we were here for the first community meeting. And so we did see some fairly significant trends. We'll check again tonight since we've had about another 75 or so come through. I don't expect those trends to change much. Mm -hmm. um, so you could really get a strong sense of where people's values were and what they thought long-term priorities should be for the county. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, a good point. I, I mean, Cheryl, I'm going to ask her to amplify this is that this is not a survey where if 20% said they want mining and 2% or 15% wanted agriculture, that that's what we're going to do. It's what are the ideas out there that we can consider and get the community to um, uh, take a look at. It's not a percentage is going to drive what we're going to have our goals be. Mm -hmm. Right, I you know this, Gary, but I didn't I didn't design a statistically significant survey, mm -hmm. um, and I think that might have been a, uh, an impression in the community. This is really just an opinion survey that then these community meetings and the task force, and then finally the commissioners can determine what actually goes into this community driven plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Some of the themes that I that I remember were lifestyle outdoor recreation, workforce slash jobs, housing availability, infrastructure, which was largely broadband or the... Communications in, in, in broad, inter, broadly internet, speaking. Uh, as opposed to sewer and water, those sorts of things. And sewer and water. Man. Okay. Now, is tourism is part of the plan. Now, that the task force uh, seems underrepresented on tourism sorts of things. I mean, I think of things like visual arts, the music festivals, summer in the park concerts, bluegrass festival, the theater, the trails. Uh, how how does that group get heard? Uh, the same way they've been inter we, we remember there are three three aspects to this. The task force has to have input, work through, and the vision that they create with the community is part of that. Cheryl also interviewed. Many, how many total was it, Cheryl? Close to 24. And we covered and made sure we had the diversity of every uh, kind of industry, including tourism. And uh, and on the board, I'll have to take a look, but it seems like we've got, um, I'll have to take a look at it. I think, there, the I think there's one task force member who's uh, has a restaurant. That that would fit. Yes. But I, but I don't. Matter of fact, she's on the tourism board. Right. But I don't see, uh, you know, there's not a hotel owner, that sort of thing. But so you have to catch you them. You, gotta you have go to catch with, them at a different time, right. I guess. So is this whole thing a growth versus no growth thing? Is that, is that a big theme? Uh, a lot of questions uh, coming up. Bill? In fact, there are, we had all kinds of answers, didn't we? We had everybody saying, I like it the way it is, no growth. You know, let's grow in this direction instead. Everybody has an opinion. And, uh, and that, the beauty of that is that's fine. Uh, you, you can consider that as, and, you know, as the task force starts knitting together what is the right things to do. And, oh, by the way, because it is a living document, doesn't mean that those three objectives we end up with are the only objectives we're going to have, and they can change, what, a few months later. 
Yes. And I, again, I think growth, that word and development tend to have negative connotations. And I don't believe that it does in this situation. Obviously, as Bill said, there were some people who said, don't change anything. But the large majority of the group said we moved here or we live here for very specific lifestyle reasons. And because of that, we want to maintain those. However, we can see we can do some things for prosperity that won't negatively affect why we moved here, the lifestyle. And I think that's where we're going to try to focus. Absolutely. And and in fact, you got to have some prosperity in order to continue to have the lifestyle we have today. You will atrophy on the line if we mm-hmm. don't continually get a churn of people coming, buying, uh, selling, dying, whatever happens. <laughs> uh, we we got to we've got to still maintain the roads. We still got to to uh, do the job that uh, of helping the people prosper in mm-hmm. the county. It's one of the challenge one, challenges when you're looking at economic growth. Is uh, at the end of the day. Economic development has a serious component that's outside of your sphere. Potential business owners have to want to come here if, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, you might be able to have a bit of influence, but you're not Apple Computer in Austin that you know, they're going to bring in 7,000 jobs and you're cutting them tax breaks and that sort of thing. And also, uh, at the end of the day, if, if a business owner potential business owner wants to come into the community, they can probably find a way to do that. I mean, how do you, how do you deal with that aspect that, that uh, you're kind of controlling, you're trying to control growth, but you, you, you can't completely do that for well, sure. We're not trying to control it. We want to allow it to um, grow on its own. Uh, you want to give the opportunity for entrepreneurs to come here with different ideas. And we can focus on ideas. The county, from a county point of view, can try to incentivize them with, with uh, cert- only a certain amount of things. There's only, we're, it's not about spending money, and it's not about putting a gate up. And we could. There, there, there's a lot of counties that can certainly say, we don't want any more growth, and, and you're going to have to have a certain kind of, uh, if we need a doctor, then we'll take doctors. You know, that can happen in a, in a, in a radical point of view, but that's not the point of this plan. Mm -hmm. Now, how does the county sync up with the towns? I understand that the two towns are planning a similar exercise within this same time framework, which is actually amazing to me that it's worked out like that. Yeah, you can thank uh, the Department of Local Affairs at the state of Colorado for that as well in their grant program. But I think to Bill's point, this is a countywide plan, but I don't necessarily look at it as a Custer County government plan. This is a community plan. And so, for example, one of the values that continues to come up, and we'll refine this over time, is that we don't want government control. We want government support. And like Bill said, we want to create opportunities. And the two towns play a critical role in that because they are, in fact, going to be the hub, the heart, the center of growth that occurs. Just inherently, you have the services, you have the infrastructure available. And so when businesses come to look at Custer County, they're looking at Silvercliff and Westcliff for the most part. As opposed to rural Custer County. The good news is we our our zoning that we currently have, you know, it's 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 controlled growth or directed growth. Uh, we want to encourage people to come, but we're not encouraging them to come and plant a flag anywhere they want in the county. You, you want to have if you want to maintain a lifestyle, you've got to make sure your your industrial park might be at the airport or it might be in one of the towns. The towns want businesses to thrive. They have uh, parks as well in the towns as we do in the county. There's there's things we can do to work together. It's critical that we work together with not only Westcliff, Silvercliff. There's Wetmore and San Isabel that are communities that are engaged here as well. That's a good point. Uh, we've we've talked about uh, how you'll 
try to keep this on track, which is basically revisiting it at your meetings uh, periodically. That's always a strong thing. And also having specific people responsible for specific tasks. So now tasks or um, objectives to meet the goal. Mm -hmm. As we run out of time here, uh, Cheryl, what do we have coming up uh, that the community uh, can participate in? Well, we have two more community meetings specific to sort of open anybody is welcome to attend. One will be Tuesday night, March 19th in Westcliff, and we're going to hold a second one. We're not entirely sure yet where it's going to be in the county, but we do want to do that outreach. But people are welcome to attend the task force meetings, and our current schedule for task force meetings is we'll have two at the end of this month in February, which will be the 21st and the 22nd of February. And the final one would be a meeting with the commissioners. And that the, will be Thursday, March 21st. There you go. We'd invite anybody to attend or reach out anytime with questions. I think everybody has my email at this point, but you're welcome to reach out. If someone uh, wanted to reach out there from Radioland, uh, what is that email? That email will be, and I'll have to spell it. You can thank my father for my first name. It's Cheryl, spelled S-H-E-R-Y-L, at CherylTrent.com. That's S-H-E-R-Y-L-T-R-E-N-T dot com. I wish we had more time, but uh, we've been visiting with uh, Cheryl Trent and Bill Kanda, both uh, integral to the ongoing Custer County Strategic Plan. Cheryl and Bill, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Thanks. It was great. Great being here. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 